You're listening to Sage Spirituality. Reaching back, leaning in, and seeking out a deeper experience with God. With your host, Joel Marvin. Hey guys, welcome to another Corona Quarantine cast here at Sage Spirituality. I'm your host, Joel Marbot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I, I appreciate it so, so very much. Every time you listen and you rate, it helps us move up in visibility. And uh, throughout these days of quarantine, our listenership has increased. And uh, we just want to thank you. I, I believe during this time when people are on uh, home, what it, uh, maybe house arrest, you would call it, uh, quarantine, whatever the word is you want to use, um, I would encourage you to share this with people that would need to hear it. Maybe there's some people that are going through some struggles. You can go back in some of our later episodes and find some incredible podcasts uh, from church fathers and church history and just from the Word of God that would help you deal with anxiety and stress and worry and some of the emotions that are going on right now throughout the world. And uh, today, I have this incredible opportunity to be able to speak to you about pruning and Pooh Bear. Maybe you would say to yourself, how in the world do these two things correlate? Uh, and trust me, I'm going to do my best to get them to connect somewhere down the path. And uh, I know that what we're going through right now is a really, really challenging time. And uh, I have to let you know that realistically what I'm talking about today is not something out of left field. It's not something that is unheard of. It's something that sincerely... Um, uh, it's been a, a constant throughout church history. I believe in the past several decades, maybe we have lost the focus on uh, on this particular topic of pruning spiritually in our lives. But Jesus was very, very clear. And I remember one time uh, I felt like maybe God kept me in John chapter 15. That's going to be our text today. And uh, I felt like God just kept me there. For an extended period of time, and I read so many commentaries, and I continued to go back to it, and it became life to me. It was actually the darkest time that I have ever emotionally gone through back in 2008 until about 2009, more or less. And it was just such a challenging time, and I feel like God kept me in John 15 throughout the duration of that challenging uh, period of my life. In John 15, I'm reading from the New International Version, John 15, verse 1 through 8, listen to what Jesus said. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. 
Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, uh, first of all, let me go ahead and make an apology. If you hear background noise today, it is because we are on complete martial law and I believe wholeheartedly my neighbor is building an ark. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's been working on it several days. You may hear a hammer in the background, but that it is what it is right now because we're in such close proximity with the neighbors. But anyway, John 15, talking about pruning, cutting back. And uh, you know, I remember as a kid, the very first time I saw a plant cut back, I remember my dad uh, always had fruit trees around the yard. Uh, I have to admit, he wasn't very successful at growing fruit. But one thing I do remember is we always had fruit trees around. And uh, uh, no, no, no disrespect, pops. I know that you're probably listening to this podcast, but you know that we didn't eat very much fruit off of our trees. We tried, but it was never there. But one thing I remember was that those trees had to be pruned very frequently. And something I've learned over the years is when you drive past uh, an orchard, a place where they produce uh, quantities and quantities of fruit, uh, they're really not worried about the shade or the leaves. They're worried about the fruit because that's what those trees are there to produce, an apple tree to produce apple, oranges to produce oranges, lemons to produce lemons. And something that has to take place almost on an annual basis is a pruning, cutting back. And, uh, you know, J.C. Ryle they called him the last Puritan. He was a he was a pastor in uh, in England in the 1800s, and he wrote these words. He said, "Sicknesses, losses, crosses, anxieties, and disappointments seem absolutely needful to keep us humble, watchful, and spiritual minded. They are as needful as the pruning knife to the vine and the refiner's furnace to the gold." Now I want you to think about it. 200 years ago, this guy's writing. And 200 years ago, without internet, without problems about coronavirus or anything else, Christians realized that God will use sicknesses and losses and crosses and anxieties and disappointments and challenges and setbacks and whatever word you want to put in there. He's going to use those things to prune us, to cut us back. And, you know, I love when we read John chapter 15. We see something really, really pretty profound here. If you are a believer and you are going through the coronavirus right now, number one, I'm assuming if you're listening to my podcast, you are a believer. And if you're not a believer, let me take a moment and tell you, the best decision you can make is put your life in the hands of the Lord. Give yourself over 100% to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Submit yourself to God's plan. Now, those of us who are listening realistically, you are believers, you are Christians. And in John 15, Jesus is very clear. He doesn't give any wiggle room. He says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener or the vine dresser. Now I want you to get this. We are the branches. We are the branches in this whole incredible scheme of John 15. We are the branches. And as being branches, Jesus gives us only two options. There's not a third option. There's not an asterisk. There's no wiggle room in this whole conversation. 
There's not a third possible way. Jesus said, we will either be cut back or we will be cut off. Those are the two options. We will be pruned and cut back or we will be cut off. Now, there's not a third option for comfort. There's not a third option to be left alone. If we are believers, our lives will either serve to cut us back or they will serve to cut us off. And I believe wholeheartedly that we are the ones who make that decision what these challenges in life that we're facing right now are going to do in our lives. Now, when we talk about being cut back, being pruned, realistically, when we talk about pruning something, the whole reason something is pruned is so that it produces more and better fruit. Now, I want you to let that sink in real quick. When God sends, as as J.C. Ryle said, when God sends sicknesses and losses and crosses and anxieties and disappointments into our life, and they're absolutely needful for our spiritual growth, the reason he sends those things into our life is so that we would produce more and better fruit. No one in their right mind ever prunes a tree to kill it. No one ever prunes a tree to just cause pain for no other reason except for pain. And God is the vine dresser. He's the one doing the pruning. He's the one wielding the knife to prune us. He's the one making decisions and calls. Now, when we get our mindset on either being cut back or cut off, realistically here, I'm going to go a little bit deeper because I believe wholeheartedly when we look at being cut back, we're talking about two things. First of all, we're talking about removing the excess that has no eternal function in our lives. You know, there's so much junk that fights for our attention and space. And realistically, we have made computers that have incredible capacities. We have cars that can travel unbelievable amounts of distance. We have airplanes that can fly from one side of the continent to the other side of the continent without refueling. We have we have improved on so many different levels, friends, but realistically as humans, our capacity to appreciate, our capacity to honor, our capacity to serve, is still the same as it was 2,000 years ago. We do not have a greater capacity emotionally and spiritually today than people did 500 years ago or 50 years ago. Even though our cell phones carry more information than a computer that filled an entire block 70 years ago, realistically, the capacity of us as human beings is still the same as it was 2,000 years ago. And so many times we have to realize that our plates are overly filled with things that have no eternal function in our life. It's resetting our focus on the things we should be seeking. 
Because realistically, as Christians, our religion or our life is seeking. You must seek to find, seek after me, knock. I'm knocking on the door, anyone who would allow me to come in. There's a seeking aspect to Christianity that's not found in other religions. We're seeking God, and we should be seeking God constantly. When Jesus was asked about, uh, by his disciples, really by a publican that was trying to trap him in a question, he responded in Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. He said, uh, when he was asked, what's the most important commandment out of 613 commandments? And he responded, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What Jesus did is he took Deuteronomy chapter 6 and he combined it with just a few more lines down with another commandment. And those two commandments, he said, that's it. That's the summary of it. And those are what you should seek after. Number one, God. And number two, your neighbor. Now, the second thing that happens in the pruning is that uh, we're roused. First of all, we remove all the excess that has no eternal function in our lives. And number two, we're roused from our stupor to realize that there are other humans on earth. There are other people at the end of a telephone line or maybe next door to us who are hurting And they're needing someone just like us. And we may not have the cure for coronavirus. And we may not have uh, all the money in the world. But we can serve an eternal purpose in that person's life. Now, this is where Pooh comes in. Pooh Bear. I remember when I was in kindergarten, I was in Mrs. Minshew's class. Um, many, many, many years ago in the last millennium. And uh, our class, each one of the classes had names, and our class name, was we were the Pooh Bears. I'll never forget that. And you know, one thing I love about A.A. A. Milne is his reality. Um, the, you know, so many times in his kids' books, he speaks to raw subjects that we as adults could very, very much Uh, apply to our lives and see incredible eternal value from it. Listen to this conversation between Pooh Bear and Piglet. Today was a difficult day, said Pooh. There was a pause. Do you want to talk about it, asked Piglet? No, said Pooh, after a bit. No, I don't think I do. That's okay, said Piglet. And he came and sat beside his friend. What are you doing, asked Pooh. Nothing really, said Piglet. Only I know what difficult days are like. I quite often don't feel like talking about it on my difficult days either. But goodness, continued Pooh, difficult days are so much easier when you know you've got someone there for you. And I'll always be here for you, Pooh. And as Pooh sat there, working through in his head his difficult day, while the solid reliable piglet sat next to him quietly swinging his legs he thought that his best friend had never been more right you know right now we live in a 
time that there are a lot of people that are scared and worried and uh, very concerned. And I'm not sure about you guys. I know that there are some people that are not like this, but unfortunately, many times I fall into this trap of hurry, of being incredibly hurried and rushing from one spot to another spot. And even and sometimes through my travels, uh, I'm, I'm in airports, usually by myself, and and always taking advantage of the automated sidewalks or the, the escalators and and, and, and I don't know, just, you know, if you're not traveling with someone, you just kind of tone everything. You don't even see faces or eyes or take note of anything. I'm just gliding along and not seeing anything else. And I'm afraid that a lot of us live our lives, not only inside of airports that way, but we live our daily lives that way. We're on this conveyor belt called hurry called consumerism, called self-centeredness. And we never slow down long enough to realize that there are people that are having difficult days. Right now, it's easy for us to understand and have compassion on people that are having difficult days because we are all having difficult days. And you know, when we're being cut back and all that excess is being removed from our life that's not eternal, number one, it it brings us closer to God. Number two, it does definitely bring us closer to our neighbor. And I would challenge you at this time to be the embodiment of this little pig, piglet. When he said difficult days are so much easier when you've got someone there for you. And I'll always be here for you, Pooh. You know, I would challenge you that you would start making lists every day of the people that you know that are having difficult days. Make a list and don't allow that list to go 24 hours without connecting with that person. Pick up a telephone. Call that person. Write a letter. You know, if you can put on your mask and you can walk over to someone's house and stand on the porch and keep your social distance and just have a conversation with someone that's having a difficult day. You know, just knowing that somebody's there. Realistically, that's kind of the embodiment of what Jesus was talking about in John 15. Reminding yourself that God is the center of your universe and the most important thing. (laughs) And then uh, reminding your neighbor that I'm here on a difficult day. I love you and I appreciate you. Now, it is difficult and it is painful to be cut back. I'll be the first one to tell you. When God takes his knife and he starts cutting into our excesses, when he starts cutting back the things that we have treasured for so long, but realistically they're not of eternal value, it can be painful. I don't know if you've ever seen a tree that's been pruned, but it kind of looks like a dog that's been shaved. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. But I'm reminded by Pablo Neruda, who's a famous South American writer. 
He said, perhaps the earth can teach us as when everything seems dead and later proves to be alive. You know, there's times that God are, God's going to cut us back so much so God's going to prune things out of our life that we're going to feel like it's fatal. We're going to feel like it is absolutely, positively fatal. But we have to remember that God's got a plan. That God, who's cutting us back, is only cutting us back, not to cause fatalities, but to produce better and richer and sweeter fruit. Now listen to this quote from C.S. Lewis from Mere Christianity. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. That, my friend is what we're talking about when we talk about pruning. It's allowing God to move things, even when it hurts abominably, even when we get to the point where we feel like we can't take anymore. We realize that God is doing something greater than what we can see. Now, I have to remind you that uh, there are indeed... There are two types of people that are listening to me. And again, I'm going to go back to C.S. Lewis for this reference. There are two types of people that are listening to me right now. There are some of you that cannot accept that God is working through this time. There's some of you that are cursing the darkness every day, all while refusing to light a match and a candle. You're not willing to change the circumstance or the situation. You just want what you feel entitled to have. And there's others that are listening, and even though it's painful, you know in the bottom of your heart that God's doing something deeper and greater than anything you could ever hope or imagine. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, there's two, ty- there's two kinds of people. Those who say to God, Thy will be done. And those to whom God says, All right then, have it your way. I know which group I want to belong in. God, thy will be done. Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But God, not my will, but thy will be done. Cut back. Prune. Remove the excess. Rouse me from my stupor and help me to focus on my neighbor again and those who I love tremendously. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I do want to ask you to help us by sharing and also by hitting the rating button there. You know what? Every week we're getting more ratings and you guys are helping to make us more visible. 
We pray that God would continue to bless you and continue to guide you and also continue to prune you because God's preparing you so that you'll produce greater, sweeter fruit on the other side of the pruning. I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening.